You can be the hero of your own Marvel Comics adventure. Marvel Strike Force is an extraordinary mobile game, a haven for comic book enthusiasts and gamers alike. Lead your own fellowship of heroes and villains to battle against the forces of darkness that threaten the very fabric of the universe. From the menacing Doctor Doom to the formidable Apocalypse, every battle is a chance to prove your mettle. And right now, Marvel Strike Force is commemorating its six-year anniversary. That means free rewards await those who heed the call and sign up today. With weekly events and bonuses, this anniversary celebration promises a treasure trove of special rewards. Rally your allies, sharpen your blades, and dive into the action of Marvel Strike Force today. Use code MAXPOOL to unlock free new treasures. That's code MAXPOOL, all one word, on the mobile game Marvel Strike Force. Now, back to wandering. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello Wanderers, Warner Bros. Studios has announced plans for more Lord of the Rings movies. Yes, more Lord of the Rings on-screen content, even beyond Amazon's Rings of Power, is coming our way. Right now it's not clear what the content of these movies will entail, or who even will be running them. Peter Jackson, Philippa Boyens, and Fran Walsh, who directed and wrote the original trilogy of movies in the early 2000s, have been following the project closely, and have been speaking with the studio about their plans but so far, they have not been tapped to create the movies. It's really early, but there's quite a few ideas circulating among the fanbase on what the movies could be about. If I had my vote, I'd love to explore more tales from the first age of Middle-earth, from Tolkien's The Silmarillion. But I have little hope that the Tolkien estate would ever allow first age stories to be told on screen. With Amazon Studios owning the TV rights to Lord of the Rings, and their focus on the second age, I see it unlikely that movies would try to enter and compete in that space directly. So that leaves the third age and the fourth age. The fourth age is pretty thin on details and dramatic tension. We'd basically be watching Sam be mayor of the Shire, or Aragorn cleaning up the remnants of evil, as one by one the members of the Fellowship either die or sail into the West. So the third age seems the most likely to me to be the focus of new movies. Which leads to the next question. Will these new movies be remakes of the main tale of the Lord of the Rings, following Frodo's journey to Mount Doom and Aragorn's journey to kingship? That's possible. But given the Marvel Cinematic Universe and all the Star Wars spin-offs we're seeing come out of Disney, I don't think the main story will be the focus of these new movies. So that leaves us with about 3,000 years of history in Middle-earth that could be explored on screen. I've seen some fun suggestions. Hobbits up to shenanigans in the Shire, or even Faramir and the Rangers hanging out in Athelion as they push back against the growing evil of Mordor. One film that has already been in the works, maybe you've heard of it, is an animated film called Boar of the Rohirrim, which focuses on Helm Hammerhand of Rohan and the founding of Helm's Deep. That movie will be released in 2024, but it's just one example of so many different corners of Middle-earth that could be explored. Here's a few stories from the Third Age that I would love to see explored on screen. Elendil and his sons founding the kingdoms of Arnor and Gondor after the drowning of Numenor. 
the last alliance, and the siege of Mordor. The fall of the northern kingdom Arnor, especially the battles with the witch king of Angmar that could focus on Weathertop. The sculpting of the Argonath, those huge statues on the river Anduin, the wars of Rohan or Gondor, the rise of the necromancer and his misdirection before the War of the Ring, a romance movie between Aragorn and Arwen, the battles in the north during the War of the Ring, Celeborn leading the elves against Sauron's forces, the Battle of Dale, and even Galadriel throwing down the foundations of Dol Guldur all on her own. That's just a sample of potential ideas for further movies. All of these stories draw on the appendices that accompany the Lord of the Rings. Check out episodes 64 through 75 of this podcast for a refresher on those tales. What's the most likely? Well, if Warner Bros. follows the model that Marvel perfected, yet somehow Star Wars thermally detonated, we will likely see movies following four to five individual characters that then culminate in some end-of-the-world scenario. For example, a movie about Gil-Galad, the elf king on some adventures in the north with his spear, then a movie about a Lindiel building Weathertop and dividing the Palantir Seeing Stones. Then we pop over and have a movie about Celeborn and Galadriel doing something cool. And then, because they can, Legolas and Thranduil will explore Dol Guldur. And then another movie of the wizards coming over and their first deeds in Middle-earth. And then it all comes together to defeat Sauron in the Last Alliance. Yeah, not all those ideas are canon per se, but hey, I'm a little jaded. So here's my unasked-for admonition to these new movie makers. And I'll use the words that Bilbo used to tell Frodo. Quote, It's a dangerous business, Frodo, going out of your door. You step into the road, and if you don't keep your feet, there is no knowing where you might be swept off to. Let me make this an analogy. It's a dangerous business, Warner Brothers, trying to adapt Tolkien to the screen. If you don't keep your feet, or listen to the fans, there is no knowing where you might be swept off to. And that, I think, is the first hurdle these movies will have to jump. Lord of the Rings fans have a very high standard when it comes to on-screen depictions of Tolkien's work. Peter Jackson's films are a high standard to beat, and even those are not above their fair criticisms from the fanbase. And I think Amazon's Rings of Power completely did not understand Tolkien's fans, or at the very least took us for granted and thought that we would simply gush over anything shot in Middle-earth. Not so. Tolkien fans are a unique fan base. Star Wars, Marvel, Star Trek, Game of Thrones, all those other franchises are just that. Franchises. Tolkien is unique in the deep emotional connections and moving experiences that fans have with his works. Tolkien is unique in the decades and decades of academic research that his work has inspired, from linguistics to literature experts to psychologists and even to theologians. Tolkien is unique in the depth, breadth, complexity, and yet reachability of his works, and that it all came from his mind and his mind alone, not teams of writers or battalions of novelists or troops of movie makers. Tolkien did not set out to make a groundbreaking TV show like Star Trek, or push the boundaries on fantasy movies like Star Wars, or even because he thought orphaned teenage wizard boys with ego complexes at a school where magic was commonplace was intriguing. Tolkien set out to record a mythology, a mythology that has its roots in the deepest truth of the human experience. He even said it this way, quote, The Lord of the Rings is of course a fundamentally religious and Catholic work, unconsciously so at first, but consciously in the revision. The religious element is absorbed into the story and symbolism. 
This is what Tolkien fans crave. Tolkien's works refresh the human soul in an almost spiritual way. Humans are spiritual creatures, after all, seeking for truth, nobility, and purpose that is bigger and more important than themselves. In some ways, Tolkien's tales fulfill that need, that spiritual hole in our hearts. Tolkien's works have a way of transcending our current realities, and yet give us a clearer, more accurate perception of our own reality. Don't misunderstand, Tolkienism is not a religion, and he is not a god. Yet at the same time, there are spiritual truths that speak peace to the human soul when one engages with Tolkien's works. And that is what Tolkien fans expect from their on-screen adaptations of Tolkien. The Lord of the Rings films were able to hit that mark. The Hobbit films got close but failed. Rings of Power seemed to not even aim at that target. That is my hope for these new films. And you know what? If these new films can't deliver that same spiritual power, that's okay. We still have Tolkien's books. We still have his tales. I will happily welcome any newcomer to Tolkien's world, no matter if their introduction was reading The Hobbit 80 years ago, or seeing Rings of Power and wanting to go deeper, or coming across whatever these new movies will be and feeling like they want more. I say welcome. If the on-screen adaptations are not transcendent, I'll go back and read about Sam the Hobbit singing a song in a lonely tower on the border of Mordor. I'll return to the songs of growth and light from which the two trees of Valinor sprouted. I'll come home to Rivendell to find singing and feasting or peace and quiet. If the movies disappoint, I'll continue to wander the world and works of J.R.R. Tolkien. My friends, if you enjoyed this episode, let me know by subscribing, leaving a review, and sharing with your friends. Follow me on Facebook or Instagram at Lore of the Rings Podcast. For feedback on the show, please email me using the link in the show notes. Until next Thursday, remember, not all those who wander are lost.